Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hello and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am really excited that you're here with me today and just listening to me. So today's podcast is about something extremely serious and what is happening in the great state of Washington. Yes, I know most of my podcasts right now are really, you know, Washington-centered, but I am trying my utmost best to branch out and talk more nationally, bringing in guests from other states. But right now, what I have is local, and I'm going to utilize them to the very best of my ability. Right now, though, COVID-19 or the coronavirus is extremely contagious and dangerous right now. It is happening here in my state. As of yesterday at 3.30 p.m., districts in western Washington, my old community, because I just uprooted my entire family over to eastern Washington a year and a half ago, and I raised my family there in King County, Covington specifically, Kent, for 15 years. And now I'm over here and just kind of listening and watching what is happening. And it's crazy. A lot of hysteria, panic, fear. There's a lot of information that is being spread, misinformation, but also a lot of facts. So yesterday at 3.30 p.m., King County, Pierce County, and Snohomish County They did the unprecedented move of closing down all schools in all three of those counties. King County is the largest county with the most densely populated that just decides what is happening. So it was a statistic was thrown out there yesterday that That's over 600,000 students not in school. That is amazing to hear that number. That's over a half a million students not in school. But look for the helpers because there are so many helpers out there right now. I am in awe of people who are coming forward and, you know, doing the very best of their ability to help out one another. So social distancing is something that's being talked about right now. Actually, my principal just went on over the intercom about 10 minutes ago, as well as putting out a all-staff email saying that all uh, after-school activities, seventh hour, zero hour, is going to be canceled this evening and this weekend, and everybody is to stay in tune with their media providers. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And because of that, you know, I'm a very forward thinker, meaning that I don't panic. I start strategizing. 
is just the way I'm wired and that could be a great thing, but it could also not be a good thing. <laughs> I will, I react in a very positive way and start thinking about how I can help out and how I can contribute. I don't panic. I don't freeze. I start thinking outside of the box, really. And it's not until afterwards when I start processing and then digesting what just took place. You know, I've been listening to all sorts of people talking, you know, talking about, you know, how 9-11, you know, that fear and that panic mode, you know, kids not going to school like that. I also, you know, I remember, you know, I was in high school when this took place by the Columbine shooting. That was in 1999. And that was my senior year in high school. That was a lot of fear, panic, not knowing, you know, being afraid of trench coats, being afraid of, you know, kids who are emo. And then now, you know, with, you know, 9-11 taking place, you know, hijabs. And which really, it has nothing to do with that. It's the stereotypes. And now the COVID-19, something that you cannot physically see. And so I understand that brings people a lot of angst. And what are school districts doing about it? So last night, I was just really thinking about all of this, of what is happening, and thinking about all of these 600,000 students not in school today, not knowing what is going to be happening on Monday, for me at least. But the students who are not going to be in school such a long time. And I just, I can't stop but think about and worry about those students who, what if the home isn't a safe place? What if they don't have a home? They don't get the meals. So I'm, you know, with my community, I've just been seeing a lot of outreach and, you know, always look for other helpers, like I said. But, you know, our communities and schools are talking about, you know, you know, if there are students who are in need of food, send them down to them and they will, you know, help and supply them with food so that they are able to eat. You know, there's so much goodness out there in times of uncertainties, which is right now. But I've been telling my students today, going, you know, I'm, I've been pulling my chair up in front of, you know, sitting in the middle, being eye level with them, just being very frank and saying, you know, listen, we're doing our utmost best. And I want to be transparent with them. I want to be honest with them. I want to be real with them. And I'm just telling them, we don't know what's going to happen. But there is no need to panic. There is no need to be fearful. You just have to take in precautions, you know, that social distancing. So don't hang out with people, but it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, socialize with them on the phone, texting, social media, sharing, you know, always washing your hands. Oh my goodness, wash your hands. Make sure you're getting in between the webbings of your fingers, uh, under your fingernails. Cover your cough using your elbow. But yeah, so I've been just talking to them about it. But also, I want to say, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that, but I've been telling everybody going, you know what? You don't need to worry because we live in the 21st century. And oh my goodness, we are so fortunate because we all have a cell phone in our hand. Or if you are in a fortunate district, you are one-to-one with a laptop. 
But there are some those who don't, and they have cows in their, uh, <laughs> it's always fun to say that terminology, but the cows in the classroom, then sharing laptops and everything like that. But I've been telling my students that, you know, they don't have to worry. They will not lose out on school if school is canceled because I'm the kind of teacher that, you know, six months ago, I actually put all of my content online. I have it on a backup server and I'm able to drop it, you know, in whenever I want. But, you know, I also have my thumb drive and, you know, email and whatnot. So we're pretty fortunate because we live in the 21st century and we have all those capabilities. There's the free app of Remind, which is an amazing app, and I love it. Uh, I made sure that all of my students have that on their phones, or if they don't have a phone, I issued them an invite through their uh, school email. So we will be able to stay in contact. But as of right now, I am planning on coming to school on Monday, status quo. I'm not planning on, you know, being out. I'm planning on being here and being here for my students. And that's really important to me. I want them to know that I'm not afraid, but, you know, take precautions. But I'm also strategizing and knowing what I have to do. What are my next steps? And my next steps are to stay involved in my school, communicate with my students, and share my resources. So this conversation that I am having with you, I'm going to share the resources that I know and I feel comfortable with. And I am excited to utilize if distance and remote learning take place. I actually shared this with my administrators this morning in an email saying, hey, I'm very technology strong in these areas. And if you need me to, I'm more than happy to help out any teacher that needs assistance in uploading their uh, their content and curriculum online so that they have access and be able to share that with their students freely. So Remind, the Remind app. It's a free app. Use it. You're able to use cell phones and you're able to utilize it with uh, student emails or their Gmails or whatever email that system that they have so that you can send out messages and announcements to your students and you're able to put your admin on, you know, as a viewer as well. So that way, you know, you're crossing your T's, dotting your I's. So that's one app that I strongly encourage you to look at getting. The other app, it's called Canvas. A lot of universities use this across the nation. I use it. I love it personally. You know, as I said, I'm in my master's degree. So all of my universities that I've been attending online, that's what they've been using. It's Canvas. If you are a Microsoft school, my school district, we're a Microsoft school district. There's Teams, which is great. And also, I just have to say, I'm not being sponsored by any of these apps or any of these things. I'm just freely giving you the resources that I know that help me. And I want you to have that. So if you're a Microsoft school and not a Google school, there is Canvas Instructure. Type that into your web browser, just Canvas Instructure, two words. And that is a backdoor way onto the Canvas uh, platform. 
and it's free and you're able to put up all of your resources and your curriculum that way and you know break it down into units modules you're able to upload all of your assessments and you know have everything available to you i love canvas remind in canvas then there's microsoft teams there is google classroom i love google classroom it is an amazing platform all the hyperdocs and everything. Oh my gosh. Go to Family Consumer Sciences or Family Consumer Science Hyperdocs uh, Facebook page. And wow, everybody who has ever, you know, uploaded their information onto that resource. Thank you so much. You are the unsung heroes in helping everybody. So thank you to everybody who has contributed to that because, you know, you help me tick. Honestly, I love it. So thank you. So we have Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams, which you have to be in Microsoft School to utilize that program. Google Classroom is your school district can buy it or you could do it, you know, you could create your own Google Classroom and that could be a free resource. So another platform that I use and I'm becoming more comfortable with is Zoom. I'm not sure if you know what Zoom is, but it is a online platform that you can record yourself or you could do a live feed and send out your link, your personal link that you have. You could sign up for it. It could be free or you could pay for it and you could send that link out to all of your students and then your students can just click on the link. And then if you made a recording, they can see it. Or if you choose to do a live feed, you guys are connected that way. What I really like about that is, well, let's see, I was talking to one of my interpreters this morning and she loves it because, you know, I have two students in my class who are deaf. So I gave her the link and then she and I, we discussed that if we did go to distance online learning that she would like me to record something for her and then she can record over it with sign language. So that's an amazing, amazing technology piece that you should look into. There's Skype, which is similar to Zoom, and that's also free. Another platform that, you know, a couple of my teachers who use this, it's Edmodo, and that's a free online platform. And you could put up your content up there just like with Canvas or anything like that. Those are the platforms that I like. Those are the platforms that I use. And I shared all that information with my students today, just letting them know, you know what? If Monday comes and school is canceled for us, I got you. And I will not allow them to not be doing something. I'm going to be staying in contact with them. I'm going to be communicating with them daily and sending them stuff that they can be working on at home. So right now, my classes are just Foods and Nutrition 1 and Interior Design. So if you have any amazing resources that you are willing to share with me for Interior Design to do online type stuff, oh my gosh, you would be amazing. And I'd do a huge shout out to you and hey, bring you even onto the show, be a guest speaker because you have something that I need. I need to build my interior design class even better than what it is because it is project-based. 
and I want to utilize, you know, that project base, but I also, I want to make it tangible and hands-on activities that students can be doing, you know, at home and not in the classroom. So if you have stuff, share it with me, please. Oh my gosh, you would be such a blessing. But I shared all this information with my administrators this morning. I wrote them saying there is a strong chance we may implement distance education. And I want to inform them that I have a strong technology background. I have my curriculum up online, ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah, I put it online, you know, six months ago. I was not even thinking this when (laughs) the COVID-19 or, you know, this mass hysteria when I was putting it online going through everything and building it. No, not at all. My mind didn't even actually, I didn't even have this on the blip of a radar. I didn't even think this was even going to be possible. But I was telling my kids last night, my own personal kids, we had dinner at nine (laughs) o'clock last night. So if you're a parent and you have had dinner with your family at nine o'clock at night, thank you, because I feel better about that. (laughs) Just knowing we're real. I'm being as real with you as possible right now. But yeah, no, we had, it was a incoming freshman orientation night last night. So, and that was a lot of fun, exciting stuff. And I, you know, was just, I got home at 8.30 and my husband, he made dinner, bless his heart. (laughs) But it, it took him a little bit longer than it would me. That's okay. Hey, means he fed our kids and that's amazing. So, and I sat down with them at nine o'clock and we had a round the table discussion about, you know, the harsh realities of what might be coming and just being transparent with them and, you know, talking to them. And I don't want them to get in my seven-year-old son. He was telling me, you know, the things that he's been hearing on the playground and talking about, you know, how it came from China and eating bats. And I let him tell me everything that he's heard. And, you know, I, I shushed my other kids who were, who are older and, you know, shaking their head and they're wanting to contradict him. But I said, no, let him talk. He needs to hear himself talk and then we'll be able to shut it down. The rumors. So we listened. And then after a few minutes, after he was done, you know, I said, okay, hun, okay. Michael, that is not true. And, you know, just kind of set the record straight with him. Because I do not want that misinformation being spread. If he is hearing that, that means he is not getting the right information. And I do not want misinformation being spread. He needs the truth so that way he can start telling his friends on the playground of what is really happening and saying, no, that's not true. You know, we have to shut down that, the racism and, you know, everything, all the other myths that are going along with this disease. You know, we need facts and we need truth and we need to be kind. After talking to him and everything, you know, I went to bed and, this morning I woke up and, you know, watching the news and social media and everything like that. I got to school and I forgot to even mention to my own kids about, you know, what I was listening to last night and everything. But when I was at school, it just dawned on me right before first period. 
And I was being transparent with them, with my first period students, all my students really, uh, about what was happening. But I told them, I go, holy cow, guys, did you know that our custodians are the unsung heroes of our schools? Last night when I went to put away my shoe boxes and everything else after eighth grade incoming night, I came into my classroom and put stuff away and my light was on. And as I was coming on, I was like, what? Why is my light on in my room? I get in and there was a custodian in there and he was spraying down all of my tables, all of my chairs with a, it's a deodorizer, a sanitizer and a disinfectant. And I was just, I was blown away going, wow, look at the precautions that, you know, my building, my district is going through right now just to keep us all healthy and to remain open. Because like I said, 600,000 students are not in school today. That's crazy. So I was telling my students, I go, man, our custodians are the unsung heroes. They are cleaning up after us. If you see somebody at school who is cleaning up after you, say thank you. Because really, they are the ones who are taking care of us and making sure that we remain open and that things are status quo. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox. If you have a loved one who is a custodian, oh my gosh, please tell them I say thank you because that means a lot. We are here in Washington, we are getting quarantined, but you know, there's hope. There's hope for tomorrow. Always be kind. If you hear rumors, get the facts, research before you say anything and correct the information. You know, we need to stop spreading rumors and get the facts and be transparent with our students and be honest. Always be honest. Always be kind. And in the meantime, what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be here. I am planning on coming to school Monday. I am planning on interviewing as many resources available to me and reaching out to people. If you are at all interested in wanting to be on this podcast, I want you to get in touch with me. Send me a message. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Find me. You can email me at barbara at connectfcsed.com. Get in touch with me. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. We need to have these conversations. Let's be fluid with one another. Let's talk real life. This is what family and consumer science is. We are connecting one another and we are boldly celebrating families and careers. And right now, families and careers are intertwining more than ever. So let's get to the facts. Thank you for listening. And I am looking forward to talking to you soon. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review, and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. 
Thanks again for spending your time with me today. And be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.